This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 225, and we are talking about toxic food and food addiction. This is a rebroadcast of one of the Death to Diets episodes that I did with my friend Vinnie Wellsby from Fierce Fatty. In this particular episode, we're looking at the Jonathan Van Ness show called Getting Curious, where they answered the question, why do I love snacks so much? And this episode turned into a really horrible episode about debunked science from 1996 and fat phobia and food shaming. And so we are going to dissect that. And we are also going to look at processed food and whether it's toxic and sugar addiction and all that other fun stuff that makes us fear food and have a disordered relationship with it. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 225. I want to give a shout out to hates being called Jenny. (laughs) Sorry, it took me a minute to figure out what that said. Uh, For this amazing review, it is hard to be body positive in today's world of impossible beauty standards. I love listening to this podcast because it gives me hope that our world has voices in it that are working to give women an option besides dieting. The path to a wonderful relationship to your body seems clearer after listening to Summer for a while. Thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. Hates being called Jenny. I really appreciate that review. You can leave a review for this show by going to iTunes, search for Eat the Rules, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review. I do read them. They mean a lot to me and they help other people to find the show. More importantly, you can also help the show out by subscribing via iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. And I also just want to really say, not really say, I want to say that a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that you couldn't get more than the last 100 episodes of the podcast. Turns out that was just a setting in my host, my podcast hosting platform, Libsyn. So that's been changed. And what that means is that now you can access all 225 episodes of the podcast via whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. I will say that I started this podcast in 2014, which was eight years ago now. <laughs> it's a long time ago. And I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. And I pro- I would probably cringe listening to some of the older episodes. I know there's some great guest interviews on there. That being said, if you hear something that doesn't sit right, um, please just let me know. I'll, I'll take an episode down. I'm sure I said stuff that 
I would not necessarily agree with now. But I know that there's a lot of really great interviews there. Some of you have said, how come I can only get the last 100? Well, now you can get them all and uh, enjoy there. Yeah, I mean, I could come up with a list of some of my favorites, but it would take me a few minutes to go back and, and look at all of them. But there's some really, really good ones in there. And don't forget the two go to summerinand.com forward slash freebies to get your free 10 day body confidence makeover with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. This was the fourth episode that we did of the death to diets series. This is a great one. I, we loved blowing up all the BS around toxic food and food addiction. So I think you're really going to love it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show today, which we're talking about toxic food, and the show is Death to Diets. What is Death to Diets, Summer Inanen? It is a series that we are doing together where we explore diet culture nonsense, and we are not here to shame people who diet. Uh, rather, we are here to look at the the culture of dieting and the problematic elements of that and its intersection with uh, body image and um, lots of other things. And uh, do you want to do a personal intro first? Yeah. So my name is Vinnie Wellsby. They, them. I am a fat non-binary incredible human that teaches about fat phobia, weight bias, um, healthism, and I'm friends with Summer. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Summer Inanin, she, her. I am a uh, professionally trained life coach. I specialize in helping people with body image, self-worth and confidence. And I am friends with Vinny. Thank you. <laughs> Today, right. we're going to talk about quote unquote toxic food. And there's going to be a big trigger warning for this episode because we're, going to be, we're actually going to be talking about food Beliefs around food and beliefs around food addiction, sugar addiction, mentioning what someone eats in a day. We're going to be actually mentioning quantities and what they eat. And that's going to be in the first section. And then in your section, you're going to um, read. Yeah, there's some there's some sound bites from a particular article that was called Toxic Food <laughs> um, that uh, that that may be, you know, like just, you know, if you're feeling sensitive or any, you know, we're going to be dissecting it. But when we talk about some of the quotes that are in the article, I, I would say that some of that stuff, we're just going to put a content warning ahead if you're sensitive to um, talk about, you know, like the O word or stuff, you know, that implies that the amount of food you eat is going to make your body larger and, and things like that. So, but we're going to be smashing it all apart. So hopefully you'll be fine, but just giving a content warning before that too. Excellent. And the reason why we decided to do this episode is quite timely is that I very excitedly started watching Netflix as I do 27 hours a day of my life. I started watching uh, JVN, Jonathan Van Ness's new show called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, uh, JVN. Uh, they are from Queer Eye, which is another show. And you've not seen it somewhere. I can't believe it. But there's like a big five season. I watched Queer Eye like back in the 90s or when it first came out. But I haven't uh, like I like not in the last like not since that first iteration of it. So JVN. Like, although I know who they are, you know, if you were to 
show me a picture, I'd be like, okay, I recognize that face. Um, not familiar, like don't follow, like just, yeah. So you're, you're lucky you didn't have to experience this. Tell me about it. So, so, uh, JVN is a non-binary queer hairdresser, fabulous human, excited with the new show. The new show first started talking about bugs was the first episode. The next episode was gender and oh no, hair and then gender. And then, and it was like, so kind of deconstructing all of these different ideas and, and racism and all this stuff. And then the next episode was titled, why do I love snacks so much? And I thought this would be like an ode to like, I love a letter to snacks and, and why it's so wonderful. So I was like, oh, great. We're going to deconstruct the idea around snacks and why we love them and why they're great. And um, in the beginning of the episode, the first phrase that picked my kind of red flag waving going off was the, the phrase processed foods. Uh, JVN said processed foods. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay, well, keep watching. This is not sounding good so far. But then they went to a donut factory. And JVN was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Enjoying eating the donuts. It was cool and magical. Then they actually saw someone else. But then the big chunk of the program was JVN meeting a stony-faced, thin, white, quote, food addiction expert. And as soon as... I saw this person on the screen with their title and she was just so miserable as well. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here to judge you. I'll come on the screen. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Even that, that title, Hey Summer, Food Addiction Expert. What well, that make you? Well, I, that maybe she's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> she's fucking hungry. <laughs> that might be was why she came on kind of mean i don't know i haven't seen it so i'm just throwing that out there i'm telling you she is hungry as shit is what she like <laughs> oh my god and so anyway uh the first thing she says uh uh jonathan share what you typically eat in a day and so jonathan uh pulls out uh from a bag all of the things that they eat in a day and so, um, uh, skip ha- ahead a couple of minutes here because I'm gonna, I'm gonna share what, what JVN is. So for breakfast, he has coffee, is what he said. And then at lunchtime, he has a small salad. And then at dinner time, he has this small vegan pizza. And then he has some candy, some sweet things. So he says, I have a pop tart, a gusher. I don't know what that is and an Oreo. So that is what JVN says that they eat in a day. Now, Summer, if someone told you that that's what they eat in a typical day, what would your reaction be? How do, how are you feeling? Because that, to me, sounds like what, like less food than my toddler eats. <laughs> and I would be absolutely starving if I ate that. And I know that this person is a grown ass adult. So my guess would be that they're probably starving. (laughs) Yes. And actually, I forgot to mention 
JVN did share that he has a chocolate covered pretzel and he offered one to Stony Face food addiction expert. And she looked like he had just offered her a steaming pile of shit. And she was like, no, I'm okay. I'm fine right now. You know, like put those disgusting yogurt covered, covered pretzels away, you beast. How dare you offer me a pretzel? <laughs> I think though, secretly she was probably like, oh, fucking hell. Oh my God, a pretzel. <laughs> yeah. So my reaction too was like, holy shit, JVN, you must be fucking starving. All of the work that you do running around the world, being fabulous, working so hard, making these TV shows, and that's all you're eating. And then you're not, you're having like coffee for breakfast, which is, I mean, and then, and then you're confused as, as to why that you, you might eat sweet things in the evening. I mean, to you and I, Summer, it seems really clear that Jonathan is not eating enough. And because of that, he, because he says he struggles with, um, with binge eating, is that he is eating more during the evening because he's not eating enough and he's restricted so much throughout, throughout the day. So to me, it seems really clear what, what needs to happen here. It's super. Yeah. I mean, it's super obvious. I feel like any, any, any nutrition expert, like even if they're kind of enmeshed in, in diet culture, like would still see that there's like a, an immense lack of, of caloric consumption happening for the majority of the day. And therefore, you know, that's problematic in and of itself. So yeah, like, I, I, just, I mean, even when in my dieting days, I would probably be like, that's not like you're not eating. <laughs> so, I mean, it's extremely obvious to me now, but mm. I mean, like the fact that he's working with like, you know, a professional and they're not identifying that to me just seems so hugely, hugely, hugely problematic. And you think about all the people watching this show and then thinking, well, I must have a problem, you know, or like I should be trying to eat coffee for breakfast only or, you know, all this other crap. Like I know enough about JVN to know that they're a pretty huge influence or like have a pretty huge influence, right? Like massive following. A lot of people look up to them. And so to know that, you know, other people are going to see this and potentially then pathologize themselves as being, you know, binge eaters or addicted to food when what, what is just happening is like a a normal reaction to restriction, like a normal reaction. Yeah. Yes. 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 And so, what happens? With, with, so yeah, what happens is, is her. What she says is um, very kind of trying not to judge him too much for for eating all of this quote unquote bad food. She says, "So I think we can talk about some of the problems coming from this type of diet." And I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, come on, like this is your last chance. This is your last chance. This is your chance to say you're not eating enough. Like this totally makes sense why you think you might be, uh, you know, addicted to sugar or whatever. Um, And she says, she goes on to say, because my concern is that eating a diet like this is going to catch up to you. I hate that whole fucking, it's going to catch up to you. Like there's, you know, like this disease is coming to get you. If you eat an Oreo, you know, like it's going to stalk you down. You know, you might not feel it right now, but in the future, you better watch out because if you eat an Oreo now, you're going to die, basically. So anyway, she says, it's going to catch up to you. I'm worried about what you might look like on the inside after eating like this. Oh, I just because inside. Well, well, I think because like JVN's really thin, right? Like, aren't they 
really skinny. Like no, no, no he's he, um, they they are not um, very oh. very. They're just straight sides. They're just straight sides. Okay, okay, but nonetheless, if 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 they were fat, what do you think? What do you think this person's response would have been instead oh. of just like there's something wrong on the inside, right? Yeah, like, yeah, inside and and outside because you're fat. Clearly, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, continuing, uh, she said, "What you just showed me is sending you down the path of having some serious health problems later on. A lot of this food is bringing you down. It's tough." A lot of people in this uh, in the, in this country are in an abusive relationship with sugar. We are finding this O word crisis in our country, where more than half of the country is struggling with being O word or O word, and a lot of that is tied back to the things that we are seeing here: sugar rich and processed food. You've developed a dependency on these foods. What? Like what? Oh my god, it's so wrong. Everything it's comical. Everything. Like even a little thing, like half of people are struggling with being fat. Bitch, I ain't struggling with being fat. I'm fucking out here being fat and fabulous. Ain't no struggle here with me being fat. Just like even basic things like that and saying, you have developed a dependency on these foods. No, you're you're hungry. <laughs> And these foods provide quick energy, and so you naturally gravitate towards them when you're hungry. Like that's basic physiology. And and so Jonathan said, "No, those words. I had to go to rehab before for those words. These feel like such big words." And so even JVN is like, "Oh shit, this sounds serious." And then this woman is like, "It is serious." And then compared him eating food and sugar to drugs and alcohol. And then JVN confessed very shamefully that he thinks that he is a sugar addict. And uh, my heart was just breaking. And by the way, when I first watched this episode, I got to the bit where she started saying the O words. And I turned that shit off and I got straight on Instagram being like, what the fuck? Who is this? Oh, my God. And so... For for the audience, I went back and watched it again and watched the whole <laughs> thing and wrote down exactly what this motherfucking stupid food addict expert wrote down. So you're welcome. I'm traumatizing myself by by uh, looking at that shit. Thank you for your service. I know. <laughs> the nutritionist then said that the sugar industry is tricking uh, JVN because sugar uh, masks the bitter taste from chemical additives and dyes and other things that are in processed food. And then JVN did this, this bit, this kind of side segment on chemicals, um, how, how, how chemicals um, have long names and some chemicals are used in other processes outside of food and are also used in making food. And so if a chemical is used in one process, therefore it can't be used in food making because that means it's toxic. And science tells us, tells us if you can't spell or pronounce a word, it means that it's toxic. Isn't that true, Summer? Isn't, is that facts? You know, I don't even think that 
they taught us that in nutrition school. Really? <laughs> Is that bullshit? You didn't learn it in nutrition school? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember, but I, I feel like that's probably more of a literacy issue than like a, <laughs> a food issue. It's just such a, it, it's just, it's one of the things like, oh, this food, it's got so many names that I can't pronounce. Therefore, it's bad for you. No. And saying it has da 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 chemicals. Well, yes, because every fucking thing is a chemical, you donkey. Like, come on. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So, oh, yeah. Um, food shaming there and I think the issue is just that they they like laser in on on one tiny piece of like this massive puzzle of health and it's like if if that focus was the issue like you know what I mean like it's just like it's a red herring for everything it's like let's just blame like the chemical in the in chemicals in our food versus like really looking at the big picture and what is what is really contributing to people's you know health ultimately yeah exactly yeah it is totally it's a red herring yeah and then actually someone said to me that this was really difficult with, and i mentioned it to you is that this this food addict expert uh brought out pictures of a brain and saying like this is what a brain looks like on sugar and she said quote you're always chasing that high like a drug addict end quote and that if you eat too much sugar, you're going to have an abnormal brain. Then she shows a brain which uh, of someone who has um, used cocaine and sugar next to each other. And she said that this eating sugar is a brain condition. And so because she brought out images of brains, that's so convincing, right? It's so convincing. Well, oh, my God, look. It's clear as day. Someone has, has used cocaine and it, the dopamine is lighting up just the way it does when someone has um, eaten sugar. But what they don't show is another slide which shows the brain when you are hugging a kitten, the brain when you see someone that you love, the brain when you have a really enjoyable shit. Because guess what? It lights up too. It's our pleasure. It's, you know, what's, what's um, causing us pleasure? It lights up. <laughs> and so they don't show all the other stuff. They just show the cocaine to stigmatize people who might have addiction issues and to stigmatize people who eat sugar, which is, you know, we need it to live. It's just, oh. Uh. And like, you know, I mean, you know how I feel about this. And, you know, you know, we both know how that whole sugar addiction thing is, has been dismantled and broken down and is, you know, not really a thing. But what has your experience been with clients and personally around this? Because I can speak to that too. Oh my goodness. That is such a good question because telling someone that sugar addiction doesn't exist or food addiction doesn't exist, it doesn't matter because um, your experience, my experience, your as in people in the world experiences that they are addicted. And I was 100% sure that I was addicted to food because I could not stop thinking about it. It's all I ever wanted. And I was really hyper-focused on it. But why might that be, Summer? Well, could it be that were you restricting things or did you feel like those foods were bad or forbidden? Um, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
what's going on. I know. You see that with clients, don't you, a lot? Yeah, and myself. I mean, over and over and over and over and over. Like I used to be the type of person that was like eating cake from the pan, standing in my fridge. Like, why can't I stop? Like, I have no control. Like, I I'm addicted to this. And then when I started feeding myself like a grown ass woman, I just don't like. Sometimes I forget about food, like in the fridge. You know, cake is just cake. Like I'll have some if I want it. And a lot of the time, I'm I'm just like I don't feel like it because I am fed and I know that I can have it anytime I want. And I don't believe it's bad. And I've done enough like unlearning on like all this bullshit that we're supposed to look at food as if it's toxic and forbidden. And it's just neutral. Like food is just food. There's no like there's no morally you know superior foods. It's really more about, you know, having a healthy relationship with it. And all like all of this stuff is driven by, you know, our culture's obsession with, you know, being thinner and like watching your weight, so to speak. And I, I mean, I just, I've never not seen this. I've never had a client come to me and still be like, I can't stop eating sugar. Every time it's like once the foods become, you know, once the food is no longer off limits, I think is what I'm trying to say, then they get to a point where it's just not a big deal. And they will forget about it or have one bite of it or, or eat a lot of it because they want it and enjoy it and maybe get a tummy ache sometimes. But like, that's the extent of it. Yeah, exactly. And the big way that we, we can know that it's not an addiction is that when you increase your exposure to an actual addictive substance, your symptoms increase. Whereas with food or sugar, if you increase your exposure, the symptoms decrease. And so what we need to be doing is the opposite, is allowing ourselves the sugar, the food, whatever it is that we are feeling like we are addicted to. And then lo and behold, turns out we weren't addicted. We were just obsessed because we denied ourselves so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a bunch of people called out, you know, JVN, just kind of just speaking to the problematic nature of the episode, especially as it like really didn't fit it with the rest of the sort of series that you're talking about, right? And they responded, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just to kind of wrap up on what, what happened at the end of the episode is, is oh, yeah. the solution to this addiction that he has is to eat only organic cookies, which has sugar in, in the <laughs> <What>? form of- <laughs> Yep. What's the difference? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because the, the, the sugar is in the form of a syrup and not white sugar, which apparently is, you know, you know going to... Your body doesn't it. know the difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and also these, these, these cookies are good because, good, because they don't have anything in there that you can't pronounce. So that's going to help with the sugar addiction, apparently. And this says nothing about, you know, like, this is so fucked. Like, that's, that's, that's the thing to do is eat an organic cookie, which, of course, are going to be like $75 per cookie. So I was going to say, afford to eat organic cookies. So, and, and you have a quote unquote food addiction. Well, sorry, you're fucked, you know? Um, and then the episode ends with JVN being at the fridge, opening it, closing it, debating about having something to eat or not. And then a cartoon mouse saying, are you thirsty, perhaps, instead of being hungry? And then the resolution is that JVN decides to have half an Oreo cookie and gives the other half to the mouse. And I thought that that was pretty funny because half an Oreo cookie, when really 
you know, they wanted to eat something more. But that is fit for a mouse, you know, not a human being busy doing life, you know, like you need to eat some more. Yeah. So uh, JVN actually responded to Moxie Mind because Moxie Mind made a post saying, mm, this is fat phobia. And JVN said, Hi, loves. I'm sorry. As someone who is in recovery, I'm learning as I go. It's part of why I explored this in this series. I'm never done with learning on a subject and I'm always going to want to do more. As we discussed in the episode, we have to take the shame and stigma out of this conversation and emphasize it's not about it's not the individual's fault, but an industry wide system that needs so much healing. So basically he's saying it's not your fault that you might be a sugar addict. It's the system. There are so many ways to heal and learn. I'm not perfect and I'm learning and sharing as I go. I could always do better. But as they say, people are doing the best they can with what they know. I've been struggling with binge eating my entire life. And I want to have a conversation about it. And I'm certainly not done talking about it. I'm excited to keep learning and growing around this topic. Heart, love and light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like at least they responded and... I mean, people will hear what they want to hear when they're ready. And I don't think that you can necessarily force that on people. But it's just unfortunate that a lot of other people probably were impacted as a result of that episode, because it just further reinforces this belief that, you know, there's something wrong with them. And they just need like a different meal plan to fix the fact that they're just fucking starving mentally and physically, you know? Yeah. 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 And a lot of people weren't happy with, with that response. And, you know, uh, because, you know, JVN's not saying, I fucked up. You're absolutely right. I'm going to learn from fat, fat non-binary people. It, it sounds like they still believe that they are a, f- a food addict or, yeah. you know. You know, like, how do you, I, I think they're going to have their own awakening at whatever time is right for them. I don't think yeah, you can exactly. like, I mean, you and I both know you can't, you can't convince someone if they're, if they don't want to hear it. And I think it's a hard thing. It's a, it's a hard thing to convince when there's probably some level of, you know, fat phobia in, you know, inside about Mm -hmm. like, you know, I can't like, this must be an issue, right? Because the notion of just being able to eat what I want is probably too scary because of the fat phobic beliefs. Yeah. So I sent JVN a DM saying, Oh, hey, if you want me to be like, um, you know, a fat person on your show, then let me know. So I'll shoot in my shop. Nothing probably will happen, obviously, because they probably don't check their DMs. But, you know, you never you know. You never know. You never know. They responded to the comments. So you just never know. But Actually, uh, you, know what? you know what, Summer? Other people have, have uh, made posts about it. And JVN has blocked everyone that's made posts about it. So oh. they only commented on that one. And then the conversation now is shut down. Oh, well, they got to manage their mental health. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they feel bad. I don't know. Who knows, Um, right? Trying to have empathy. Yeah. 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 That's that. I mean, we've taken up half an hour talking about that that (laughs) mess of a show. Longer than what the show was. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, and what did you uh, find around this idea of toxic food? Somehow? Well, I found a Newsweek cover that said "toxic food" that came out. Uh, I think around the, like around Christmas or beginning of January, obviously, like kind of coinciding with the whole diet season. And you know, when you mentioned this episode to me, I was like, "Oh, like we got it." I mean, it's exactly what was in this article. Like, essentially, just reinforcing all the different things that that you've said. And, 
you know, like when I, when I saw it and I read it, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, is it like 1996 called? They want their magazine covers back. Like, <laughs> why are we still talking about the same thing that like clearly, like clearly is not really like the issue. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the, it's not, again, it's like, it's the red herring, right? And so the article really talks about how, you know, ultra processed foods, that's the sort of, you know, label that they've given them are things that, you know, big food, the system, which I used to work for, I don't, I don't remember ever being in a meeting room where people were scheming about like, we got to get people to eat more. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> uh, I don't lie. You were there being like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, like capitalism rampant. Of course they care about profits. Of course it's all about the shareholders. Of course it's all about sales. But I think this idea that there's like these evil like masters behind it trying to, you know, I, I just, I'm not, I'm a little skeptical of, of the whole thing. Yeah. But because it's an it, easy. You know, like- that, that if you think they're trying to kill people, well, it's not, it's not a good idea to kill people because then who's going to eat your food, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's an easy, it's an easy scapegoat because I think, I think again, like the problem is much bigger than just this one little piece of, of the puzzle. And I'm not saying that like, you know, the food industry is all great. Like the, there's absolutely issues with, with the food industry, but, but they, you know, they echo basically the same things that, that you said that, you know, we, that these ultra processed foods are designed to directly target the vulnerabilities of the human brain and that they are, they deliver like a quick signal to the brain's reward system. So many people find them as addictive as opioids or nicotine, but then, then they go on to just call them possibly addictive later on. Oh. So I was like, pick a lane, like, yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, and really just saying, you know, that this is the problem, people can't stop eating them. And the conclusion is that, you know, whatever these food chemists are doing to food is just is, is making people fatter. And obviously, they're talking about that in in like a very negative sense, because the article opens up with, please don't read this article, like it's, it's very heavy on the O word, it's very heavy on the, you know, this is, it's your individual problem that you've gained weight, and you're unhealthy. And like, it's, it. There's so much bullshit in it that it's like I said, it's like 1996 called, you know, it's like, it's like so outdated in, in, in so many different ways. And a couple of things I just wanted to pull out was, you know, they mentioned that between 1980 and 2000, that's when like obesity began to rocket upwards. Well, do you know what happened in that period of time? No, tell me what happened in that period of time, Summer. They altered the BMI to lower it to say, okay, now people over this amount are considered, you know, O and O. And therefore, maybe that's why. Do you think maybe that's why it skyrocketed? I mean, it sounds very convenient, doesn't it? That millions of people overnight suddenly became too fat. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the skyrocketing a number of people when it's just a, a category has been changed and arbitrarily, like the fact that the, the BMI is, you know, 20, 25, because 
it was easy numbers to remember. There's no reason. It's just because it was an easy number to remember. It's the number five. So, you know, yeah, like- yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like who benefited from that change, you know, pharmaceutical companies peddling weight, weight loss drugs and mm-hmm. diet companies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the article is quite lengthy and it really covers a lot of the same stuff that was unfortunately covered in that episode that you watched. And I think that like, ultimately, it's just, there seems to be this issue of like, people eating more. But it's like, they never factor in the influence of diet culture, they never influence, they never take into account, like any of the other variables that might drive that, like, whether some whether or not someone has a living wage, like what, you know, what are their what, what other social Detriment. I can never say this word properly. <laughs> Detrimental. Detrimentals. Yes, of health. Like, what are you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what 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 are these other factors that ultimately have like a greater influence on someone's health? Like, what role is that playing in these increases in in diseases? You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the idea that you know really what we need to be looking at is shame. The amount of shame that people are experiencing. And the amount of oppression that they're experiencing. But it's so much easier to say, just eat an organic cookie than it is to say, maybe there's a uh, disparity between how black people uh, experience healthcare between uh, uh, other populations. You know, because it's so easy to blame the individual and be like, eat an organic cookie. When what the fuck is that going to do? Yeah, yeah. That's elitist health. <laughs> like- yeah. Through and through, you know, that's like the goop world, right? It's so goopy. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. 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 Are we are we just making that a verb now? Like Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking <laughs> Or is that is that a would that be considered a verb or a noun or an adjective. adverb? Who the fuck adjective, yeah, maybe an adjective. Yeah, it's a word. It's a word. It's a word now. That's <laughs> goopy. Goopy, goopy, goopy. And you know what? The thing is though. When you know, like with this episode, you see those slides of the brain, and then you're like, Oh my god, it must be real! And you see this article that's so long, that's so chock a block full of linking to this study, linking to this other thing, and la 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 la. Or we all know that it becomes overwhelming, and then you start to think, Hang on, is it true? And then, then you start to really kind of feel that shame, and your health is affected. And the thing is, you know, you and I, we're able to dissect this and say, Huh. You know, let's look at this study and how many people did they study? And, and, and what other factors were going on? And, um, let's look at this, this evidence and see, actually, it's a load of bullshit, but, um, other people aren't, um, because, you know, for many different reasons, because this is our job, right? And so to say, if you are seeing this type of stuff and feel like, oh my God, but it might be true, that's a, that's a normal reaction to have. And, if you have the capacity just to look a little bit into it or just reach out to someone who does it as a job to, you know, look at this stuff and um, to get that reassurance of you're probably not going to die within 3.5 seconds if you eat a Twinkie, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think like the, you know, a lot of the numbers that they they throw out there, like you said, like I know at the beginning, they opened the article saying, I can't remember what percentage they say, but of Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. Well, we talked about in one of the other episodes how like the pre-diabetic is so large, but that doesn't such a tiny percentage of that actually of those people actually end up getting 
diabetes. And I think like one of the things that, uh, that also makes me really furious is that like they're putting the onus. I mean, they do put the onus back on, you know, like the, the food industry to try to do something like they suggest doing what they've done with tobacco, which is to, you know, like put a warning label on it or change the way that these foods are marketed. But I'm like, that's not going to resolve any of the issues. Like if people can't afford or don't have time for, you know, like fresh, like fruits and vegetables, so to speak, like convenience foods keep people fed. You know what I mean? Like, and I just think that there's like a huge piece of this conversation that gets, that gets missed and people are allowed to eat whatever the fuck they want. Also, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let people have that autonomy. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And and then, you know, it's a lot of it is like a, a, a lot of well-meaning white people who are like, oh my God, these, you know, these poor people, they, they've only got access to, you know, a, a quickie mart or whatever. Is that a thing? Is that a thing or is that just in the symptoms? Anyway, they, they don't have access to, to um, fruits and vegetables. And so what we're going to do is we're going to save them. We're going to save them. We're going to go into their community and we're going to give them a farmer's market. And it's just so... Uh, it's so white. It's just so white people, right? Going in there uh, into communities and deciding what we're going to do to fix their problem of disparities in, in health outcomes is to give them some farmers markets, fruits and vegetables. It's just like, oh my goodness, how patronizing. How about paying people? How about not being racist? How about doing <laughs> access to healthcare? Like, uh, that's stuff. No, because we've got a farmer's market on Saturday, so we're doing good, you know, so we can feel good about ourselves, you know? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 110%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and I, I don't think, like, all things are bad or all things are good. Like, I think there's, you know, probably nuance within any of these. Like, yeah. Farmers markets, great idea. And like, <laughs> let's not ignore the bigger, you know, the bigger problems that are really playing a, a part here. And, you know, specifically as it relates to living wage and access to health healthcare and things like that. Or, you know, just giving them, giving money to communities so that they decide what is best for them versus, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know so white true. British people like me deciding, you know, we know what's best for that community because oh, we don't. So yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, so true. Right. Yeah. yeah. So to wrap up, we asked our audience about what do they think about the idea that you can be addicted to sugar? And what do they think of when they hear the phrase processed food? So I had a few people thinking processed food meant bad things. Yeah, actually I got quite a, uh, quite a few of those responses yeah yeah mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. i had a lot of people saying this one comment was i hate it unless you are directly sucking a cow's tit all food is processed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then someone said oh you need to talk about the uh, the jvn episode i said i am and um, in regards to the sugar addiction it's not evidence-based and it's a wellness culture lie yeah. 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 I got some people saying they feel that way and it is real. And so it was, I mean, I got kind of across the spectrum, so it wasn't all one or all the other. There's, and, and, and that's coming from like, you know, our audiences where you, you know, we're really pretty clear on like our messaging, but I think that there's still, there's still a lot of fear and misinformation. And 
hopefully this episode helps people to want to learn more, to want to, you know, debunk some of this stuff to be able to look at the the big picture. Mm. You know who I love that you, I don't know if you already follow them, uh, Food Science Babe. Uh, I don't follow them, but I know I've heard of their page. Yeah. 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 They're good. She's still got a little bit of diet stuff to work at. She's not at pro diet or anything, but there's a little bit of all, but what, what she does is she debunks all of the, you know, Oh, don't eat gluten. Don't eat this. Da, 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 da. So it's, um, uh, it's, it's really, uh, interesting because she's yeah. a food scientist. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. I'm trying to limit how many people I follow because it just feels overwhelming to me. Oh, That's really? Why. Yeah. I'm like, there's probably a million good pages that I just can't physically. I know. I and know. my brain can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even so. though the algorithm probably only shows me the same four people over and yeah. over. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. So, Summer, where can people find you? Yeah, so people can find me at thebodyimagecoach.com. That'll take you to my website. And you can find me all over social media as Summer In and In. And uh, my podcast is Eat the Rules. Where can people find you, Vinny? They can find me everywhere under Fierce Fatty. My podcast is called Fierce Fatty. Website Fierce Fatty. Social media Fierce Fatty. And uh, go to my website to get some free stuff. If you want, I'm not the boss of you. Do what you want. <laughs> Oh yeah. Same, same. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks to everyone for being here today. Hope you enjoyed this rich discussion between two highly intelligent individuals who are also extremely good looking. Uh, Right. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at my my reflection, it turns me on. It's so good. (laughs) All right. See you next time, Summer. (laughs) Rock on. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. You can find this episode and all the links and resources mentioned at summerinand.com forward slash 225. Don't forget, you can now access all the episodes of the podcast (laughs) if you want. Have at her. Just wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.